What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Friday. Later on in this hour, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. We're going to be talking about... We'll get their reaction to Mayor Mitchell's State of the City address, which uh, happened on Wednesday. We will get their reaction to the announcement that the city has filed a draft complaint against the MBTA regarding the uh, eminent domain taking of land for the rail station. And we will talk to them about a number of other things that have been happening with the council. And we have until then, it's all about you. 508-996-0500. We will also give away at some point this morning a pair of passes, our final pair of passes, three-day passes, to the Boston Calling Music Festival. It is happening Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend at the Harvard Athletic Complex. And uh, you can go online and buy tickets at bostoncalling.com or there's a link in the story at wbsm.com and on the app where you can also enter to win them. But these are $700 Tickets, passes, bracelets. So why not try to win them, right? Why spend that money if you don't have to? Go and enter WBSM.com and on the app. And uh, all you got to do is put in your information and we will draw a winner uh, before the end of the program today. And then we will have more tickets to give away to many other shows all throughout the summer. Because our friends at Live Nation have hooked us up with a whole bunch of shows. And who knows what else we'll be adding to the calendar as we go along. But that's, you know, just because I like to give tickets away. I like to give you something to win. That's, to me, what radio is all about. So we will continue doing that. But today is our final pair of passes for Boston Calling. All you have to do to enter is go to WBSM.com. And you will see at the top, win Boston Calling Passes. Uh, you'll see on the right-hand side a picture of Dave Grohl 
click on that or either one of those or go to the contest tab. We try to put it in all different places so you'll be able to find it no matter what. And uh, then on the app, if you open up the app, the first button in the middle should say Boston Calling. You can click on that no matter which way you go. It's all going to bring you to the same page where you can enter your information and enter for a chance to win. All right. Well, we were talking before. John called in, and as always, he sparked some uh, some controversy and discussion with his comment about he was at Texas Roadhouse and waiting to get a table, and a woman had pulled out her breast to breastfeed her child, and he thought that that was something that should be, you know, done in private. Uh, as, as I said, you know, I think the biggest problem here is that we sexualize breasts and, and nipples too much so that that has kind of made it seem unnatural to to just breastfeed a child, something that, you know, is a natural process. Um, my My look at it was just... Anything that's under the shirt, I don't think belongs out in a restaurant. That's, you know, for me, I like the clothing over people when there's food involved. The same reason I don't really like when dogs are around in a restaurant or in a supermarket or anywhere else where I might be having food. Well, I don't like when people walk in without shoes on. I mean, even even flip-flops are an iffy thing for me a little bit when it comes to being around food. Like there's a reason why servers aren't allowed to wear flip-flops. So we did get Carol Ann and the Sonnet sent in an app chat message on the WBSM app, which you can as well. If you have the app downloaded, you can go to the app chat function and just basically text us using that function. She said, wow, just wow. John really just said that a woman breastfeeding in public should have, quote, have some self-respect and that he, quote, doesn't want to see that. Then don't look. And if your child is staring, use it as a teaching opportunity to explain it to your child. He suggested that a woman, quote, cover up. Tell John to eat his dinner with a blanket over his face or go eat dinner in a bathroom. Stop over-sexualizing breasts and let women feed their children without shaming them. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the same way that I feel but I also understand, too, that, you know, in that in that situation, in that environment, it's not always the best place for doing that because you, you will pull out these kind of reactions from people. So I don't think that it's, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not the woman. I think ultimately it's their choice of how they're going to handle it. But I don't think it's... You know, I, I would personally want to put something over to cover. That's me. And it's not that I would be ashamed, but I would just not want to have somebody come up to me and tell me, hey, put that thing away. Because then I've got to get into an, an argument about their ignorance. But I don't know. Maybe women feel differently. Call in and let me know. 508-996-0500. I mean, honestly, ultimately, I don't care either way. I just feel like if you have to wear a shirt in a restaurant, that the things under the shirt should stay under the shirt. And that's not, has nothing to do with the breasts and everything to do with the fact that there's a reason why they want you to wear a shirt. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Boy, Mr. Weisberg, you really made me pick up my phone today. I did. That, that bothers you. 
But yet, it doesn't bother you what they're showing our children in school. You're pathetic, Mr. Weisberg. Uh, well, first of all, you're pathetic because you just want to call in and argue with me right on the, right off the top and well, call me that's names. Too bad. It's because of what you said. Don't tell me it's too bad. It's my radio show. You can call in because I allow yeah, you to. You, you, yeah, you hide, you hide behind that, that it's your radio show and you can dump me and all. That's fine. That's good. Why do I hide behind but, it? Why don't you just defend what you said now after what I said? Because, the because there's a difference between somebody who is reading a book to learn about something as opposed to somebody who's having a dinner and watching somebody pull out their breast. No, you're okay. You're against them seeing the breast. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not against them seeing the breast. I just said some people might not want their child to see that. So you know, a well, four-year-old... There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people there, Mr. Weinberg, that don't want their children showing pictures in school that are absolutely wrong to be showing. First of all, have you even seen the pictures? Do you even know what you're talking about? You don't because you haven't seen them. I don't have to see any pictures. I hear what they're saying out there. No, you hear the way they're characterizing it. You hear the way they're characterizing it. You're really way off now. You're way off the track this time. Come on. A woman is a natural thing feeding her baby, and it doesn't matter where she is. That's the way it was in the olden days, and you know it. But it's bothering you now. You're so far left. It doesn't doesn't bother me at all, really. Then you wouldn't have said what you said. You think they should be covered it up. You said it. Yeah, because you're in public. Because you're taking something out from inside your oh shirt. Oh, my God. They're in public. I'm talking about hygiene. I'm not talking about sex. What does hygiene? I'm not talking about sex either, Tim. No, I'm you're talking, talking about, about sexualization. Sex. That's why you think they're that it's... Ch- they're talking to our children in school about all kind of sex. Now, Have you been in school? Have you heard it? Knowledge. What are they talking about what? in school? What are they telling the kids? Tell me. Give me Give me actual oh examples. Oh, my God, Tim. You're just trying to hide behind it. I don't have to answer that dumb question. Give me you examples. Instead of just listening to conservative overnight radio and all the garbage that they spew out with uh, without yeah. any kind of information or listen. fact, listen to Sebastian Gorka go off on his rants about all this thing, all these things that are happening in school that aren't even true. Listening to Mike Gallagher go off on all these rants about things true. that aren't even true. Why don't How you give me some actual true? examples? It's all out there. How could it not be true? Somebody has to prove that it's not no, true. No, it's being characterized as true. Is a teacher standing before a kid and telling them, uh, listen, you know, this is how you perform fellatio? All right. Let me say this then. You said it's not true. So would they allow the parents in school in the daytime to watch what's going on? They wouldn't allow that, would they, Tim? Um, they would I, not no, I think, no, I think they do. I think if you do want to be a parent observer, I think, you know, you have to go through and make an appointment and set up everything. But oh, I, I think they do allow it. Yeah. That way they can change the agenda for that day, <laughs> won't they? What would satisfy you? What would satisfy you? Allowing the parent to walk into school at any given time? I, I just can't. I have a hard time believing that you are all for that kind of stuff. I, I have a hard time believing that you're as close-minded about things as you are, but apparently this Listen is true. To me. I've already had my children, they're full grown, but if I had a baby today and I was younger, I'll feed my baby anywhere I want it. If you don't okay, want to turn and, your head, and fine, why I, can't you I, turn your head? If that's can't the way that you want to if that's the way you want to do it, I support that. But you wouldn't have said what you said. It's hard to feed a baby without having something showing. It's not like she took her shirt off. Come on, Tim, really, please. I, you gotta meet me halfway at least. I, I don't know I don't understand how to meet you anywhere. Yes, you do. No, I yes, don't. You understand. You're a grown man. So that means if your wife was out with you and you were walking around and she was with the baby and she, if she fed her baby in public, you wouldn't like that? Would you stop her? I just didn't say you. that I don't like it. Uh, okay, but I'm just asking. Would you stop her? 
What, what you did is you heard what I said the way that you wanted to hear it. And no, I wouldn't stop. You're not her. answering my question, Tim. I understand. You're avoiding my question. I just you're answered your question. Saying. I said, no, I wouldn't stop her. Yeah, now you're answering it, but you were trying to oh get Oh, my God. It. Listen, you need to learn to open your ears as much as your mouth when you call into a radio I station. I heard everything you said, Tim. That's what made me call. No, I heard you heard the way said. that you wanted to hear it. Now you're trying to say you don't know what I heard. You're telling me what I heard. I, listen, I, I, I hear, so I hear the way that else. you listen to this radio station, and I don't get how you listen to this radio station the way that you do. Cover up. You didn't say that, that she should cover up? It, it, no, I said... Was her whole breast hanging out, Tim? Was the whole breast out? Then I could understand. Then I'll agree with you. But was it all out? Okay, all right, okay, fine. A woman can breastfeed in public all she wants, and they can have whatever book they want to have in the library, too. Now we agree. You're talking about two different things. You are the one that called in making the correlation. You're talking about indoctrination in the school. That's a There's no thing. indoctrination in the school, you whack job. It absolutely is. No, there isn't. Nobody is indoctrinating your kid into wanting to become LGBTQ. Nobody is inducting your kid to want to become transgender. Nobody is inducting your kid to want to think that white people are inferior or, or did something wrong. None of that is true. It is a garbage Garbage philosophy that is being pushed out there okay. to try to cause division. Okay, so at the same time, by saying that, you're saying that it's not true that they're showing pictures in school. I've seen the book. Why, why, why you haven't. I've seen the true. book. You have not seen it. You do not know what you are you talking saw about. One book. You saw one book. I saw the book, book that everybody's right? complaining about, yes. And what did you see, Tom? Because let, let me hear your version. What did you see? I saw How a depiction it? and a graphic novel of two biological females not young boys has been has, has been lied about and been falsely represented it is two biological females who are in a relationship with each other who are trying to figure out how to have intimacy in that relationship and in this particular instance they're saying well maybe we try this and it is for for lack of a better term fellatio and it is with a sexual aid oh. okay so you think that that's all right Little children who don't understand. Little children. How old are the children that are reading this book? You tell me. I don't know. They're it's in, in the high school, school library. It's in the high school, school library. And, and they show just the women. It's a matter of time they're going to get to the men, aren't they? Well, now, now you're just making stuff up, right? So they're only going to target the women. That's what you, you're saying. No, they're not targeting women. It is a book. It is a book that is about the particular author's experience, as that particular author realized on their journey to say, you know what? It's okay not to even be a sexual being at all. That's the point of the book: is the person doesn't have any sexual desires, and the book explains that that's okay. That's fine, but Tim, you have to honor the parents' decision if they don't want their children to see that in us. Then take your kid out of the school because you're not take the person that decides what school? goes. You don't decide what goes in the library. You don't decide what goes in the curriculum. That is left up to professional people who have degrees in that or elected officials who are elected to do so. Yeah, they are professional idiots thinking that they can override a parent's decision for their own children, Tim. Their own children. Then don't they're elect them into the school them. committee. Then don't hire them to work in the school department because that's what they're paid for and to do. you would find an issue with that, too. If we did that, do you, you do could you, find an issue Do you just that. show up at the mayor's office and tell him how he should be running the city? Or do you elect oh him to do the God. job? A lot of people want to do that. The cops would come and take you away. Right, as they should you when you show up at the school and do the, the same thing. Office. All right, I got full phone lines here. I want to give some other people a chance. Thanks. Sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on you there. 
Uh, callers, I actually do have to take a break coming up in a moment because uh, I have to clear the commercials uh, before we talk to the city councilors. So I think I can maybe squeeze in one call. But I promise you when we come back at 11 o'clock after that discussion, we can pick this back up. Uh, I think this one was next. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. What's on your mind? Hello. Hi. Um, no, I agree with you, with, with that woman. She, there's feeding stations in restaurants. They have changing stations in restaurants. She could send a baby before she went in. She must have a, you know, she must know when that baby's hungry. It must be on some kind of, uh, um, you know. No, I, I, I would not like to see anybody do that in a restaurant at all. I swear to God, it make me sick. And, um, oh, I don't know. Why would it nope. make you sick? I, I mean, in a restaurant. Her flipping it right out there and feeding the baby. If I was sitting on the next table... I mean, I think that's a little bit had, of an extreme... If, I, if, if kids dump me, it's sick. But if my if I had kids with me, you know the kids are going to be staring at her the whole time. Well, and, and some, uh, you know, some, little, little kids. Little some kids. people would say that that's, that would be your fault as a parent for not teaching a kid that it's that it's totally okay and it's totally natural. It is it is natural, but not. I don't think they should do it right in a restaurant. She could put a little blanket over it like they used like... A lot of my friends breastfed, and they um, they always had a blanket over them, but they never sat in a restaurant and did it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm against that, but uh, whatever. I don't have any kids. <laughs> but, um, well, that's, uh, that's I mean, please, please I do not think. breastfeed other people's kids in public. Then I, oh my, don't, I'll try not that, to. That would be even worse, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you I'll, for the call. Have a good Bye. day. And uh, caller, uh, callers, please, hang, uh, you know, please uh, call back at, in the eleven o'clock hour. We can certainly pick this up. Getting a lot of app chat messages. I will read those when we come back in the eleven o'clock hour too. I just don't want to uh, step on the discussion that we're going to have with the city councilors because we've got a lot to discuss with them today. I am not going to ask them their position on breastfeeding in public. Uh, so, <laughs> Councillor Morad and Councillor Markey, if you're listening, don't worry. I will not bring that into uh, into the discussion. But we will talk about their reaction to the State of the City address, this uh, excuse me, this issue with the MBTA. We will also talk about uh, a number of other things happening with the council as well. And uh, we will take your calls on the other side again at 11 o'clock, after the 11 o'clock news, uh, or maybe even if we have a little bit of time left toward the end of the next hour. We can squeeze some in. That's the one thing that I I, I don't want to do is you know have people have the uh, the feeling that uh, they the, the conversation was cooled off intentionally. This is a planned segment, so uh, we will certainly pick it right back up and we can get just as heated about it. I, again, I really don't care. Like it's up to the person. I just say if you have rules for hygiene, I wonder if should that not also apply to having a full out breast. And I understand not not everybody does that. And I'm not talking about the people who don't do that. John was talking about somebody who just full-on pulled it out. So is that the proper way to do it? And I'm not, I'm tr- I, I'm not somebody who sexualizes breasts. I don't. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have that correlation to me. But for a lot of people that does, and as, as the, the message from Carol Ann said, you know, we need to teach people and teach, teach young kids not to sexualize it. Well, we're, we talked about this when we talked about the topless beaches on, uh, on Nantucket, that they voted, they voted to allow for that to happen, and the Attorney General allowed for that to happen. So now I, I think it goes into effect this season. So that was a big part of the discussion. From from Dorothy, who 
you know, I've had conversations with privately. We we become social media friends, and I've had conversations with her privately, and she said that's the biggest issue. It's just, it's not about whether or not they should go topless. It's about whether or not they should have the sexualization of it. So, again, we can talk about all of that coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. i got to take a break right now. When we come back, we will talk to City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. Back in a few. And welcome back in. It is time for our weekly chat with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today, we have also Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. And uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning, Councilors. How are you? Good morning. Brad, good are you morning. there? I am here. Good morning, Tim. Okay. Hi, Chris. We ha- I'm, I'm Chris. Tim, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I have plenty of difficulties going on over here myself, so <laughs> I totally understand. Good morning. So it's been a, it's been an interesting week. We have the State of the City Address on Wednesday, and I, I wanted to get each of your take on uh, Mayor Mitchell's speech and uh, and some of the things that he laid out, including, you know, the idea of um, of this 311 system to start reporting some of the things around the city that people think need to get cleaned up and, and taken care of. Council, Council President Morad, we'll start with you. Okay, good. So um, thanks. Well, um, 311 is an interesting system. I mean, we obviously have... Uh, clicks, uh, click six, and whatever. See, whatever the see name click is. fix. I just, yeah, I can never remember. I just know how to use it. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have that already, and it seems to be working. I know there isn't as much usage on it as uh, we currently would like, and there was more originally, but it's like anything else, Tim, if you don't promote it on a regular basis, people forget it's out there. Right. So, um, you know, this is another tool. I don't know how long we'll keep both systems, um, and I'm not really sure how long it'll take us to get 311 up. I think in his speech he said it could take up to a year, but I can't imagine why it would take that long. Well, I think you just said by this time next year. So, I mean, that could just be, you know, for dramatic effect. Like, you know, a year from now we'll be talking about having used that system. So I, I agree. I think it, it's not something that would take too long to implement. Yeah, so we'll see. And, you know, regarding the rest of the speech, um, you know, it was, there are certainly a lot of good things going on in the city and the best of there's no denying that, uh, but there are some issues as well. And, you know, from my perspective, it would have been better to balance it, uh, you know, so that it wasn't all just from rose-colored glasses, but um, I guess it was a rah-rah speech, and for that, from that perspective, it did that. Councilor Markey, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good speech. Um, again, promoted the city, the vision of the city. Um, you know, a, a lot of it was so we could be proud of the city. He mentioned a lot about, you know, cleaning up, making sure everybody can be proud of where they live and in the different areas coming into the city. So, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, yes, there are other things that, you know, we still need to do. But overall, I thought what he said, you know, I, I liked it, and I thought uh, it went well and uh, it gave people a sense of, you know, where we were going. So. And one, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say one other bit of news that that came up this week that I want to get your take on is the idea of this draft complaint uh, that was filed against the MBTA. We've heard from the members of the state delegation, especially Representative Markey, who was on South Coast tonight, who described this as just, you know, the the mayor doing this on his own and not involving uh, the delegation in this, who had spent decades building relationships to make this happen. Uh, it, it, I mean, I understand the need to want to fight for every dollar that the city can get for, in these transactions, but there's also that risk of, of doing some damage. Uh, Council President Moore, how did you take the way that this has gone down? So um, a while ago when we were talking about the $20 million bridge, 
Um, you know, John had mentioned that there might be something else that the city would have interest in in pursuing. And so I certainly agree that the parcels that the MBTA is looking to take are worth more than $450,000 to the city. There's no question about that. I'm just concerned that the legislative delegation wasn't informed of the draft and that they had to read it, you know, in the Boston Globe article, which is the way most of my colleagues read it as well, because when John and I were talking about that, he didn't, he didn't lead me to believe that it was something that was going to be happening immediately, so I didn't brief my colleagues. So for that, I feel, I feel uncomfortable and I feel bad about, but unfortunately, uh, it is what it is, and the MBTA did go to the Boston Globe, and I think that if it had been done a little bit differently, there may not be as much backlash as there is at this point in time regarding the city trying to do something, uh, you know, to up the amount of money that we're going to be paid for the parcel. On on top of all of that, though, I mean, I hope we're considering as we're doing this negotiation that we did get a $20 million bridge, which they wanted to pay $10 million for, which, of course, I still have concerns about how we're going to upkeep that. And in addition, we haven't built the station down at the Wales Tooth because we asked them to delay it a couple of years because, as you know, we get good revenue from C Street, uh, who you know utilizes that parking lot for the ferry parking. And in the summertime, that lot is generally full. So hopefully we'll consider all of that when we're negotiating uh, what the number is going to be with the MBTA. And hopefully it doesn't put the project on hold in any way. We've been waiting a long time for the rail. So you agree? You agree with the, the the sentiment behind it? You just don't like the way that it was executed. I'm not sure I agree with 100 percent of the sentiment, but certainly, you know, as an elected official, I want my city to be compensated. I agree with that. I want my city to be compensated appropriately uh, for a land taking, and I don't I don't think that the MBTA uh, is doing something that they don't have the authority to do. I think the lawsuit, uh, the draft lawsuit kind of implies that. I don't believe that. But, you know, I think it's, as I said, I think it's worth more than 450000 I don't know what Council Mackey thinks. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot with Councilor Moore. I just said there, I mean, I think the city needs to be fairly compensated for it. Uh, whether this was the best way to go about doing it, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Um, and he might have looked at it coming in from an attorney standpoint. But, you know, by catching a few of them, especially on our state, delegation off guard like that um, those are the folks we need to work with so while i agree that yes i mean if it's worth more we should we should get our fair share out of it but you know was it handled correctly i don't know but you know i would have liked to see maybe getting them more involved before we went off and and, and hit the hornet's nest as they say well, I mean, Council President Morad, so Representative Markey said that this is the third time now that something has come up where the mayor, in his opinion, should have included the delegation in these conversations, and, and, and they found out about it later. He included State Pier, and, um, and I forget what the other one was. I, I blanked on it the other day, too. But he was mentioning this, and he, he said that the mayor has a condescending way of dealing with, with the legislation. And uh, Do you hear those same sentiments from them whenever you're talking to any member of the delegation? Um, that they're being that they're being you know not in the loop on 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 these things. Well, they haven't been in the loop on those two things. I don't know what the third thing I is. And they've I can't all think been very yeah. They've all been very vocal about that. Um, you know, I've been criticized by some of your callers because I don't get along with the mayor. Um, well, I've experienced some of that myself, and you know, uh, after a while, 
you know, you kind of you kind of wonder why you're in, why you're even having the conversation, and it could be that some of the relationship with them. I mean, I certainly know the relationship with Representative Strauss isn't what it should be um, as, as it relates to the city and him and his position. Um, you know, as a major chair of of a committee that you know can bring big dollars to the city. I mean, I was the other day uh, at the state of the city we talked about the Fahaven Bridge uh, there was no mention of you know Representative Strauss's position and his work on that and you know I, I, you have to acknowledge that kind of thing that's happening because of him but uh, so uh, yeah I think there have been some uh, bumps along the way and uh, hopefully we can repair them because as Councilor Markey just said those, we need those people to advocate for the area and, and Councilor Markey I don't know if you want to add anything to that yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, what was just said there. I mean, I'm probably thinking with that situation, and, you know, we've heard this before, as you mentioned, is, you know, as the mayor of the city, you know, he's the one, you know, driving things here, so he might be just moving forward. But, again, you always need, you know, especially if you're going to rely on the state, to pull everybody in and just make everybody feel inclusive. Um, so, I mean, that probably could have been done better on this situation here, and hopefully down the road that will happen because, again, without the state, you know, we'd have a hard time getting any of this type of stuff uh, taken care of. Absolutely. Well, Council President Moore, last week when when we were having our conversation, we were talking about the uh, the AFSCME contract, you know, the agreement being reached, but there wasn't a lot of uh, stuff that you could really talk about yet because you were going to be having the special meeting last week about it. Uh, can you kind of give us an idea of, of what what happened in that meeting and how things went? It was live streamed. You didn't watch it, Tim? Well, I mean, listen, I'm talking about for the audience's benefit. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, we, you know, we were asked as a body to move that meeting up because of some payroll implications that would cause quite a bit of work. So instead of having the contract in front of us on the May 11th meeting, we put it up a week. And we invited the solicitor's office, the personnel director and the auditor and the CFO to join us. And um, only the auditor joined us. And she was not able uh, to answer some of the questions that I believe my colleagues had. So we don't have a lot more detail about the contract other than the terms of the contract, which are public knowledge now. Um, And some of the questions that my colleagues had about you know, why there's no retro. I, it's been so long since I, I think ever that I've seen a contract negotiated with a union group where, you know, there isn't a retroactive clause back to the, um, back to the date of the contract, uh, being settled. And there wasn't, and there's no one to answer that question. And so there are still several questions like that that I'm not going to be able to answer for you today. Now, I don't know if Councilor Maki went ahead and spoke to other people. Uh, as I said, the solicitor wasn't there that negotiated the contract, nor was the personnel director who was, I know, at the table. Uh, for some reason, those folks um, chose not to join us the other night, which is disappointing. And, you know, it was passed in the spirit of let's get this moving forward. But I've talked to several of my colleagues who are, are disappointed in the fact that, you know, again, um, we're trying to understand what's going on. We're being asked to appropriate money. All we appropriated the money for, since there was no retro, as to what it's, the ninety-two thousand dollars that it's going to cost to get us through the end of this fiscal year. 
So um, I can't really tell you anymore, honestly. They got 1%, one for, uh, 1%, 2%, and 2%. I believe that was the uh, COLA that they were given. I was disappointed in that. I think I said that to you in my statement mm-hmm. because the surrounding towns all got, you know, 2 and 3 and in addition, they got to lop off the bottom levels of their steps so that people that were in those steps got moved up automatically, and, and we didn't do that. And the only other thing I'll say is that, you know, if I were negotiating that contract, I would not have negotiated it for a three-year perspective. Uh, this is from the union perspective, I'm speaking, because, you know, they're going to have a study <laughs> that's going to adjust their salaries based on current environment, but that's not going to happen until the next contract three years from now. I mean, I would have negotiated a one-year contract and, you know, made the city step forward and bring their scales of, of pay up to the current rate. That has not been done for AFSCME in a long time. And, and Councilor Mark, your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the whole thing when this goes on. I mean, as was mentioned, we're not privy to any of this during a negotiation, so we get it after the fact. So whatever's negotiated, then we see it. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk. I know the solicitor wasn't wasn't around so at that time, so I was hoping to you know, maybe come next week, try to get just a little more insight into it. I mean, it's it's done, uh, but so we better understand, you know, how it was done, why it was done, and things of that nature. Yeah, and, and it, it seems like it was, you know, something that if you read the Ask Me Facebook page leading up to it, you know, there was, there, there was a lot of kind of animosity toward how things were going and then a, a sudden shift change. So it seems like, you know, the the sides are, are pleased with what they agreed to. But like you said, Council President Morad, you know, you sh- there, there were some fail-safes they could have put in as part of those negotiations. Yep. I think, honestly, and, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, the union leadership and the you know, South Coast Labor Council or whoever it is that guides them will uh, think that I'm being negative. But, you know, I, I think they were done a disservice in this contract negotiation. And uh, frankly, I, you know, I voted against accepting the contract because I don't agree that it's the best contract that could have been put forth for the working men and women in our city. And I know another issue that's been, you know, on the table that we, you know, we've been wanting to, to talk about for the last couple of weeks is the the, um, the dental and vision plan for Unit C employees, and that that got some some pushback. Yeah, it got pushback from the unions, from the police union, from the fire union, from the Southeast Massachusetts Labor Council, from AFSCME. Um As it exists today, they have independent contracts for dental and vision in their union groups. Um, I should also say the school committee union, uh, the school union also has been uh, lobbying my colleagues not to accept the section of the law that allows the city to offer this. And I just, I don't understand it. I I have no idea. They have a great plan, good for them, but I don't understand why they want to deny uh, the rest of the city employees from being able to get a contract. And what I further don't understand is that I mean, we heard a lot of information about mature mouths. That was a great conversation. But I don't understand if the, what the city ends up offering to the Unit C employees, they have to offer to everybody. That's the law. And if that plan ends up being better than the plan that they currently have, why a union representative would be concerned that you know their employees will end up getting a better a better deal with another plan. It makes no sense to me. I thought you paid dues to make sure that, you know, you protected your employees and get them the best thing possible. But 
I don't know. It's been a battle now. It's been a battle for a couple of years. Um, you know, Councillor um, Pereira, as the chair of ordinance, has put it forward. Uh, I think there's a few of us that are not going to let it die this time, and we're going to see what happens. And uh, I think we put it on the table, Council Maki, for 60 days. Is that right? you remember? Yes, I think think is about that time frame, and I think, yes, because it would be yeah. 60 by the time I got back on another uh, another committee meeting, yes. Yeah. And you may have a position that you, it's not like mine, Council Maki, be, be free to express it, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. No, I, and I know the unions, with their plan, they had some concerns, um, and that's why I said, okay, you know, I voted to table it, uh, get it on the next the next meeting, give them time to voice their concerns, do you know whatever they think they need to do? I mean, I, I, I think most of us agree that Unity folks they all need dental and the vision. You got to have it. It's not fair not to have it. But if there's concerns, I always look at this way. You know, you want everybody, and I'll use it to buy in on it and make sure everybody's comfortable with it. But we should be able to you know do this you know within that 60 day time frame. Um, and then if there's what their concerns out, let's bring them out and let's just see between the, the groups. You know, between I guess the unions and the administration. Um, you know what we have. I do know that they they put out. Um, I guess we we'll call them bids uh, for the insurance that they they were put out. I think the day or two after the, our last meeting. Um, so those will be coming in. So we'll have all that information. I know part of it was. Uh, I think there was some confusion when they had just one one insurance company with with an idea, but that was just almost just to show us what we were looking at. It wasn't necessarily the bids. So now they put it out. Those will be in place. And then between now and we have uh, that meeting, and I think it'll be June, um, we'll have everything set so we can move forward. Well, I hope we can move forward. You know, I, as you said, Councilor Maki, this has been going on for a long time. The union has been, especially the fire union, has been totally opposed uh, to any conversation. This has been, this was put forth almost two years ago by the administration. It's been hanging around. Uh, the former chair of ordinance wouldn't bring it forward. And although the council has the ability to override the chair, uh, we generally try not to do that. We try to respect the chair's position. But, I mean, this has been hanging around now for almost two years. And, uh, and not only should the Unit C people have it, but it's an issue when we're trying to hire people because um, what organization do you know in this day and age that doesn't offer some type of dental or vision plan to its employees. So right, I was, was going to ask about a, that, yeah. Yeah, it's been a problem, yep. So we'll see where it goes in June. Well, and one other thing that I want to bring up, because I know this was, uh, I, you know, I talked a, a little bit to uh, with the, about this with Jim Marshall, uh, but there was an issue with the last council meeting, the last full council meeting with with the audio uh, not being there. So, C Council President Moore, can you explain to us what, what might have happened? <laughs> I wish I could. Um, I don't know. Uh, as you know, it was a very controversial meeting. It was the one where the overrides were going to be addressed, and for some reason... When cable access uh, turned on the equipment that we have in the, in the chamber to um, to record the meeting, there was um, some type of issue with not putting on the sound for the meeting. So we have beautiful video, but we have no sound to go with it. And we do not on the dais for committee meetings on the dais. We have a tape recorder uh, because it helps the. Uh, person who's taking the minutes, et cetera, mm -hmm. they can uh, refer back to it. But for city council meetings, we do not have that tape recorder running. 
Uh, we're going to have some conversations about some types of backups that we might try to to uh, put in place so that this doesn't happen again. And my recollection is that this is the second time that this happened. I've confirmed that with a couple of my long-term employees, uh, long-term colleagues, rather, who have been on the council. So both on controversial issues. Now there were two people. T- there were two people taping that same night. Uh, WPRI TV was there, and Eric Andrade, who's one of the community members, was there, and he was taping as well. Uh, Jim Marshall was going to reach out to them and see if there was some way. It's not going to be perfect, Kim, but there was some way that we could marry their video, their audio with our video, just because at this point, you know, the people in the city of New Bedford have no clue what that discussion was. Um, you know, their voice, in my opinion, was silenced because the vetoes weren't overruled, and so now was the council's voice silenced because there's no audio from that meeting. And every single one of my colleagues, with the exception of Council Abreu, spoke on at least two of the issues. Most of them spoke on all three of them. So all my colleagues' voices were silenced, whether their position was for or against them. Um, you know, their constituency doesn't know what their positions were. And for me, that's, that's awful. That's unexcusable. And uh, Council Markey was one of the people that spoke, and I don't know, I haven't spoken to him about how he feels about it. Yeah, no, that was, um, you know, my understanding was a technical glitch. Uh, you know, why it happened, we don't know. Um, but, um, no, and I think it's, it's good maybe from this is to have a backup, even if it's not as good as what we have, maybe just a recording, uh, just so we have it, because Council Warren makes a good point. It was a, a controversial meeting, and a lot of people had their opinions, and obviously you wanted to express your opinions out there, so the people out there knew why you were voting the way you did, how you felt about different things. And unfortunately now, you know, unless you I guess you can read lips, you, you're not going to know. Um, and I remember it happened to me once in the city council when you first get elected there. The first time you speak, they'll record you and give you a, a copy of that so you could have your first, you know, speech on the floor. And when I had mine, the same thing happened. I don't know what happened. All they told me was there was no sound. Oh, so no. I, I, yeah, I knew it happened then. I don't know if it's happened since that I'm aware of. And then, of course, this one here. So I think it's something we should look at, figure out just a secondary backup. You know, it doesn't have to be great, but just enough so the public can hear what went on. You know, live streaming, Council President Morad, somebody would have been able to warn you, hey, there's no audio very early on in the yeah. in the broadcast. So Yeah, I agree. And, you know, on top of all of that, and again, I'm, you know, I, I still don't understand it. And as somebody, I haven't. I've been told words, but I still don't understand. We had two recesses in that meeting, two. So even if, you know, even if it happened at the beginning of the meeting, you would think that, you know, as you continue on the meeting, you have, I don't know what the technical pieces are to making it work, but you would think that, you would think that if you didn't catch it at the first one, you would certainly catch it either at the second or the third recess. Because we were very winded that day, Tim, very winded. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, they'll be able to marry that all together, and we will have, have that on record. Uh, I want to thank you both for joining me today. And uh, next week, uh, Council President Moore will be joined by uh, Councilor Carney as well. Yes, correct. Yep, we will be. And, Tim, you didn't you didn't want to talk about that photo that I sent you? <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about that on Monday with Jack, for I sure. I hope you are. I might, I might actually have to listen to that segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, it, it, I hopefully the, you will listen, and, and you can even call in as well if you'd like to. <laughs> Jim, thank you for having us on. Uh, Council Markey, thank you for joining us. 
We have a busy weekend with baseball opening days this weekend, and it uh, looks like the weather's going to cooperate. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll have that to report back to you next week. All right, don't eat too many hot dogs at the ball field. Okay, we'll try not to. Have a good weekend. Take it easy. Thank you. That is uh, Council President Linda Morad and Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. We do have to take a break, though. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, welcome back in. We are out of time for this hour. When we come back on the other side, uh, I'll catch up on those app chat messages regarding the breastfeeding topic that we were discussing before our segment with the counselors. And, of course, we can take your phone calls on that at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, we can also take more of your app chat messages if you want to send those in uh, via the WBSM app. Also, make sure you get on over there and you enter to win the three-day passes for Boston Calling because we will pick our winner coming up in the next hour. We will announce who is the winner of the final pair of passes. To- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.